Hello and welcome to My First Time at Yoga, the podcast dedicated to telling the stories of yogis from all walks of life, how they came to yoga, their first experiences with yoga, and how yoga impacts their everyday life. I'm your host, Lisa Simchison, from Yoga with Lisa, the Rebellious Love Project, and of course, this podcast. In this episode, Rebecca talks about how yoga has helped her deal with anxiety, her body image issues, and how it's actually helped her stay sober for the last eight years. It's an incredible episode, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. So we're going to go and dive right in. So welcome. I'm so excited to have Rebecca Sims here. She is embodiment yoga on Instagram. If you have Instagram, you should check her out because she's amazing. She has been practicing yoga as a way to battle anxiety and bring physical and spiritual balance into her life. She completed her 200 hour yoga teacher training at the Yoga Center of Morro Bay. She believes that yoga should be accessible to people from all walks of life and be used as a way to gain confidence and self-love. Rebecca completed an additional 25-hour yoga teacher training through Yoga for All with the emphasis of different body types and diverse communities to make her classes accessible for all. Rebecca has taught for all ages from kids to seniors and she is the owner of Cedar Yoga Space. Yay! Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, So let's jump right in. So tell me about... What first brought you to a yoga class? Well, what first brought me to, I'll say, a private session, because my anxiety was so bad, I couldn't physically go to a yoga class. Mm. Couldn't do it at all. Um, So I had one of my friends, I had spoken with her, her name is Beth Herrera. She um, taught yoga for many years and I asked if she could come to my house because I didn't even want to go to her house for Mm. taking a class. Um, And I started taking private lessons from her. And from, I would say the very first pose that we did, I just fell in love, fell in love the way that I could just find a way to have a peaceful body and mind. And Mm. just, I had so much tension and I was also struggling with uh, body image. I've always gone up and down with a lot of weight and was never happy. And it was the first time I felt, oh, my body doesn't have to look a certain way to be able to do this. Oh. I can feel into it. And it's such a sweet release, you know. Yeah. then on top of that, I was struggling with um, alcoholism and mm. uh, smoking and all sorts of stuff. So... Yoga has helped me be sober for going on eight years now. Wow. Congratulations. So it's magic. Yes. (laughs) It's magic. (laughs) I believe that as well, that it is magic. That's so amazing. So tell me a little bit more about um, what drew you to yoga. Like what was it that you thought, okay, I want to give this a try? You know, it's funny, and I know people think, oh, yoga on Instagram, yoga on Instagram, this is silly, you know, you put Mm -hmm. a camera up. I watched my friend Beth do amazing, beautiful, restorative poses, and she was doing some of the challenges, and just to even watch on video to feel relaxed enough to do that, that's what drew me 
in. Awesome. That's what drew me in. I mean, I had done it before on and off a little bit before that, but that's when I really was able to dig deeper into it and feel good. Awesome. And so you started doing private lessons and then what, how did you go about going to a class? Uh, I finally started just going to her um, vinyasa classes at a studio that was right up the street from me. And those classes, I mean, they would get packed, Mm. but just the way, the way they, she talked and the way teachers can just speak to you. And, and it's funny because teachers talk about breathe here, do this. And you're like, Oh, bull crap. You know, that's not, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, breathe through the crown of your head. And it's like, Oh yeah, I can do that. (laughs) You know? So it does. um, That's when I started going a couple months after doing private. So I started going to her classes and then I started branching out and discovering that there's all sorts of different types of yoga. There's male instructors that are amazing. There's females, there's yin restorative. And I just started doing everything. Hmm. I wanted everything. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. So her classes were more of a vinyasa style of class. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you seem to, you like more restorative. Am I right in saying that? I like poses being accessible to everyone. Okay. Awesome. So that was my, my goal, even as a teacher and as a body. I, it was very hard to find a teacher that could teach to somebody that had anxiety and body image and was a bigger bodied person Mm. because things were not accessible. So that's, was my goal in becoming a teacher. That's why I did the continuing education with Diane Bondi and Amber Carnes and, um, that should be accessible. Whether Mm. you have to use blankets, bolster, strap, a chair, standing the whole time because you can't even sit down. And that awesome. That's what drew me past the traditional vinyasa and the hathas and things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, restorative, gentle, therapeutic yoga is amazing. Nice. So tell me a little bit more about that kind of going in and realizing that there weren't teachers that could necessarily teach to your, your specific situation, you know, with anxiety and um, I guess you said a bigger body, a curvier body. So right. how was that experience going to classes and kind of realizing, like, I know for me, when I went, I was always the um, proverbial elephant in the room, um, <laughs> proverbial and not, right? <laughs> like I was in rooms with super petite, tall, you know, the ideal right. body image, um, quote unquote, for yogis. So I know for me, I struggled to try to do these things that I wasn't, my body wasn't really able to do. And then I, I had a very negative mindset about yoga because I couldn't do the things that I thought I was supposed to do. So how was that for you going into classes where you kind of thought or felt that the teacher didn't? really know how to teach to your specific body 
Um, I will say it never was a giant issue to me. But the first teacher, honestly, that I ever had that worked with me a lot was a male, which was very hmm. surprising. It was very surprising because I want to say he was more of a yin lineage where you have to find comfort and oppose. Mm -hmm. So that's what helped me. But I, it wasn't up until I think I moved to Morro Bay where my teacher that I actually got taught from, where I found full comfort. It's okay to be who I am and it's okay to stick five blankets under my glutes. It's okay to use blocks under my hands or move my foot out a little bit further because I have to make room for my chest and my belly, you know, mm. and that's, it took a long time. So I was always pushing myself harder than I probably should have because things were not accessible. So I was like, okay, mm. I got to make my body do this. I have to contort yeah. my body to do these things so I can do it. And I actually ended up messing my hips up and some other things because I didn't understand hmm. because I wasn't taught. And that's why right. it's so important to have a teacher that is very knowledgeable because yes, yoga can help you, but if things aren't done properly mm -hmm. with the props, it can mess you up a little bit extra. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it was almost like recreating a whole practice even after a few years of doing yoga is so it's like relearning how to do yoga. And yeah. I'm trying to think of the best phrase that I've ever heard. It was, you can, you can't make your body fit a pose, but you can make a pose fit your body. Yes. Oh, and, that's so good. Yeah. So that's what I was like, oh, block under the hand, all of a sudden the pose fits me. I don't have yes. to push myself into this and try to squeeze my four foot nine body into a pose when the woman next to me is six foot two and yes. slender. Yes. So all of a sudden I became six foot two with my blocks and I felt fantastic. <laughs> yes. I always taught my students and I still do like bring the floor to you. Nothing yeah. magical happens when you touch the floor. Um, so bring the floor up to you so that the pose feels better in your body, right? Because that's the whole point, is it should feel good in your body. Yeah. So what inspired you then to become a teacher? I wanted to be able to teach to all bodies. Mm. I wanted to be able to have accessible classes for everybody emotionally and physically. And I mean, you generally don't go into a class and have a class full of all sorts of body types. Right. You generally won't ever find a larger woman or man in general coming into any type of class. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to be able to offer that and have people feel comfortable with combining everybody because yoga should be accessible. Teachers should be able to teach accessibility to people so you can have a class with everybody. So it, we are not separate. We should be all as one. We don't need to be separate. We shouldn't have a large-bodied class. Somebody from that class should be able to come into another class and be taught to just the same. And that's okay. 
I don't want it to be separate. And I know that there is curvy classes and stuff like that. But if we can learn to combine our knowledge and be able to teach to everybody, I think that's, that would be phenomenal. And that's, I do believe teachers should, should take a class or should learn somehow mm -hmm. to teach to everybody. It's important. I know when I spoke with Diane Bondi, we had the same conversation how it's almost not even the teacher's fault. If you have a teacher who has only ever been in one size body, they don't even know how to teach to anyone else besides right. them. And they're not taught that in their 200 hour teacher training. They're not even in those trainings. I know when I did, you know, I've done quite a few trainings and every training I've always been the curviest person in the room. So even in the trainings, there's often not even bigger bodies mm -mm. in the training. So they can't even show modifications on different bodies. You can't even have that experience of teaching to someone with a different sized body. And it's not only just curvy, but like I know I have a few friends with quite large chests. They're petite women, but like a shoulder stand when you are being suffocated by your breasts is terrible, right? So you have to right. find ways to do that. And I know we, we spoke about how teachers just aren't even taught. They're not. They're not. And it's very hard. I mean, <clears throat> so I was taking Diane's class online, Yoga for All mm -hmm. class. And I was like, okay, so I'm not that large of a bodied woman. I'm anywhere between a 12 and a 14, depending. I mean, that's bigger than what I would say most women are <laughs> that come to a class. Right. I physically stuffed a pillow in my shirt <laughs> so that way I could feel what it may feel like to have even a larger body. Right. I would yeah. put blankets around my legs because even, I mean, when you're folding down, and you have a large body, where does the chest and the belly go? Mm -hmm. You have to widen, especially if you have bigger thighs. You have to, it's almost a wide-legged forward fold. Mm -hmm. And somebody that is thin doesn't understand that. They think that your alignment is not perfect and spot on, but where do your body parts go? Yeah. <laughs> where uh, they go? Exactly. <laughs> and what a brilliant idea just to use like pillows and things to like pad yourself to feel what it would feel like to be in a bigger body and to move in a way that's more aligned with your body as opposed to this picture of a pose that we think we're supposed to accomplish, right? Right. Um, so I know from following you on Instagram that you are incredibly strong. And so like you can do all these amazing arm balances and handstands and all these amazing things. How did you start to teach yourself to do those things? I think from an outsider's perspective, like looking at how strong you are, people would probably think, well, I could never do that, right? So how did you start and how do you continue to teach yourself to do those things? My strength came from not being flexible. <laughs> so oh. I was, I am still not, I'm more flexible than I used to be. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so I decided, well, maybe since we're not that flexy, <laughs> maybe we can become strong. 
Mm. So we can hold the body up as we're becoming more flexible. Um, I don't know. It just became, it was my go-to poses to learn arm balance and handstanding and headstands. Uh, that was what I was really attracted to with anxiety because okay. you have to focus so much. Pretty soon you're all of a sudden you're practicing a handstand for an hour and you don't realize it and you don't have anxiety anymore. Right. But now I've backed off a ton. Mm -hmm. uh, I only practice arm balances and handstands and stuff maybe one to two times a week, not every day mm -hmm. um, because I want to soften now. I don't mm -hmm. feel like I need to be as strong anymore. What if I want to be soft and okay and relax? I don't mm -hmm. have to be this handstanding person to prove anything to even myself. I want to soften and just create a softer practice, and it's helping a ton. I'm getting more pliable in my tendons and things mm. now. So I'm not powering through learning this and this and this. I love them, but they're not. They're not the goal, you know. Right. I want to feel good. <laughs> yeah, and I was just gonna say. So, what is your goal when you come to your mat? What is your goal? Your ultimate goal. My goal is to at least for my hour and 15 minutes feel what I need to feel and mm. know that I'm coming to the mat to not change how I'm feeling. A lot of people, oh, you're just going to be so happy all the time. Well, mm. what if we were okay with being the way that we are right now for this mm. hour and 15 minutes? It will change only because serotonin levels. Mm-hmm cortisol levels lower and <clears throat> all sorts of stuff. So it just automatically changes. But I've been through traumas. I was an addict. I was all these things. Mm -hmm. I want to just be okay just for right now. And that's what I think that yoga does for me, whether it's restorative, whether it's hatha, vinyasa, I want to be okay with being sad. And not having it be like, oh, you're sad? Buck up. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, why can't we just be sad? Why can't yeah. we be sad? It's okay. Why can't we be mad? We're told to, oh, don't be mad. Stop being yeah. so mad. Well, yoga tells me it's okay. Mm. I can be mad if I want to. And I, and I think that that's important. I think that's, especially women struggle a ton with that. You need to buck up and be okay. Mm -hmm. So powerful. I actually wrote it down because I think it's so powerful. So do you teach, um, do you have any classes specifically for trauma or addiction or is that something you kind of focus on or is it wide ranging and you kind of touch on it in your classes or? Um, well, just moving to Utah, uh, I came from California. I did have a class in California that was for um, more trauma-based yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, I taught a lot to teenagers that had ADD, mm -hmm. um, schizophrenia, and things like that. Here, uh, especially just moving studios, we're adding classes back on starting in, I want to say December. We'll end mm -hmm. up putting in... Um, I don't even know what to call it. I, I want it to be for 
everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it not necessarily for addiction or trauma, um, more of the wider range of people that mm-hmm. can come in. I'm still figuring out what I kind of want to do with it, but I do want to incorporate because honestly, Utah does hold a large um, addiction population here. Okay. Not sure why, but hmm. we're stuck in that loop of, I think it's Colorado, California. There's like a suicide belt is what they call it. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So it would be a very good thing to do. I just have to be careful on how to go about it. Mm-hmm. You have to be sensitive, right? There's you that do. sensitivity. So, I mean, you've mentioned it a little bit, um, but how has yoga impacted your day-to-day life? Day-to-day life? Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, I partner a lot with Ayurveda. Mm. So... I have the morning ritual. I mean, the whole shebang, the tri brushing, mm-hmm. tongue scraping. Um, me too, so, me too. <laughs> yay! It's so important, especially coming from somebody that does have an addictive personality, to have a healthy something. addiction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've replaced my bads with goods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it helps so much. I just started in the past month, my daughter. My daughter has been joining me with my Dinacharya in the morning. So mm. we meditate in the morning because she's 11. She's starting to discover that life isn't always peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. And I figure that healthy, even if it's sitting down and we'll do little beige mantras together in the morning. Um, then we do our favorite yoga poses. I'll continue doing my stuff. It's it's just a good, it's a lifestyle. I mean, you know, it's a whole mm-hmm. lifestyle of, I think it creates the best version that you can be. Yes. So the physical and off the mat yoga is amazing. I think that's something that a lot of people don't consider is the off the mat, right? I think that we go to our, and I know I did the same thing when I first started going to yoga. I wanted a quote unquote yoga body, which is so funny. Um, Cause now of course I realize that every body is a very good yoga body, no matter what it's like. But I went with this idea to change something and I thought I'm just going to go to yoga and go home. And I didn't have this off the mat practice and it evolved to be off the mat but I think that's something a lot of people miss is the off the mat and how we can take our yoga practice out into the world Mm -hmm. and into our day-to-day life right exactly awesome so that's that's great and so what are you doing in the world with your yoga now tell me about that good stuff let's see I just reopened my new yoga studio in um downtown historic downtown cedar city such a sweet little spot um so teaching lots of classes there lots of workshops we're going to be doing a um retreat up in the mountains in october to whole weekend so it'll be a lot of body image talk lots of Dinacharya teaching people to take care of themselves and not in a negative way. So mm. there's no talking about 
negative body image. No, oh, I can't eat that. I'm not going to do that. How about we drink a little extra water mm. and walk and we talk about healthy options, healthy versions and not, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Let's do this new fad diet and we're going to not eat the whole weekend and yes. <laughs> meditate. It's just, just to regroup, learn maybe just even how to wake up and not weigh yourself or mm. not uh, skip breakfast because you feel like you want to be slender in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's what the treat, retreat will be about. Um, awesome. We're going to, I don't know, adding extra classes on. We've been doing a lot of sanctuary yoga. We have a sanctuary out here for all sorts of animals. And each mm. time we do it, we raise about $600 for the sanctuary. Awesome. We go out there. Um, very, I'm very community-based. Everything is done um, as cheap as I can do it to make everything accessible. Then we go out and we help uh, help everybody. Awesome. So that's where I'm at. We just that's shipped so the papers. Reopened on the 1st of August, so I'm relearning how to own a business. <laughs> Awesome. So if you could tell someone who is considering going to yoga, who maybe doesn't feel like they belong in a yoga class, if you could tell them something, what would you tell them? Fucking do it. Yes. Yes, Do Do it. it. You have to because you're going to love yourself more or like yourself. Um, you want to feel good. Like I said, it's about being the best version that you can be in and do research. If your teacher doesn't know, find somebody who does. Yeah. It's very important and not like a guru, but to actually have somebody to be able to teach to you. Yes. And don't do just the YouTube channels to learn how to do yoga. You need to go in, experience the whole thing. It's really important. Find something that you resonate with so you can have a practice that makes you the best person that you can be. Awesome. And do it more than once. Try different, like you said, try different teachers, but don't let your first time be the only time that you try it. Don't try hot yoga at first. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That's what I did Ah! first. And I went home and I was like, what did I just do? I'm never going back. And... Oh, yeah. Because not yeah. all yoga is that. I know. Not anything about it. I am yes. saying something about it. But I know what a- you mean. <laughs> I get you. But yes, give it all a chance, right? Give everything a chance. Everything. And if you like hot yoga, do it. If it Perfect. makes you the best person that you can be, do it. Awesome. It's not I my agree. best person. I get crabby. <laughs> I totally agree. I'm with you. But if it feels good, do it. If do it. If it feels good. But also try other things. Yes. Because other things might make you feel good too. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. It was my pleasure to have you. And I'll make sure I add all your links and everything to the show notes. Yeah. That's it for this episode of My First Time at Yoga. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Rebecca Sims for being on, being so open and so candid about her 
experiences with yoga. It was amazing and I hope you guys loved it as much as I loved talking with her. For more information about Rebecca, you can find her on Instagram at Embodiment Yoga. Highly recommend you check her out. She's amazing. She's also known as the Prop Queen on Instagram. So tons of modifications and accessibility for every pose you can think of. If you have any questions about the podcast or you would like to be on a podcast or you know someone who you think would be perfect to come on and chat about their yoga experiences, feel free to send me an email at myfirsttimeatyoga at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, have a fantastic day. Bye.